Will you please stand and face the procession? Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. I confess to God Almighty before the whole company of heaven and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have sinned by my own fault in thought, word, and deed. I pray God Almighty to have mercy on me, forgive me all my sins, and bring me to everlasting life. Almighty and merciful God, grant you healing, pardon, and forgiveness of all your sin. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
Let us pray. God of the covenant, in the mystery of the cross, you promise everlasting life to the world. Gather all peoples into your arms and shelter us with your mercy that we may rejoice in the life we share in your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. A reading from Genesis. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. Your reward shall be very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, You have given me no offspring, and so a slave born in my house is to be my heir. But the word of the Lord came to him. This man shall not be your heir. No one but your very own issue shall be your heir. He brought him outside and said, Look toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to count them. And then he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. And then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess. And he said, O oh Lord God, how am I to know that I shall possess it? And God said to him, Bring me a heifer three years old, a female goat three years old, a ram three years old, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Abram brought all these and cut them in two, laying each half over against the other, but he did not cut the birds in two. And when birds of prey came down on the carcasses, Abram drove them away. As the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram, and a deep and terrifying darkness descended upon him. When the sun had gone down and it was dark, a smoking firepot and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I give this land, from the river of Egypt to the great river, the river Euphrates. The word of the Lord. A reading from Philippians. Brothers and sisters, join in imitating me and observe those who live according to the example you have in us. For many live as enemies to the cross of Christ. I have often told you of them, and now I tell you even with tears. Their end is destruction. Their God is the belly, and their glory is in their shame. Their minds are set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And it is from there that we are expecting a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will transform the body of our humiliation, that it may be conformed to the body of his glory, 
by the power that also enables him to make all things subject to himself. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, my beloved. The word of the Lord. Gospel according to Luke. At that very hour, some Pharisees came and said to Jesus, Get away from here, for Herod wants to kill you. He said to them, Go and tell that fox for me. Listen, I am casting out demons and performing cures today and tomorrow, and on the third day I finish my work. Yet today and tomorrow and the next day I must be on my way because it is impossible for a prophet to be killed outside of Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often have I desired to gather your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. See, your house is left to you, and I tell you, you will not see me until the time comes when you say, Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. I invite you to be seated. Good morning, church. It's good to be with you as we gather together. I'm glad you all have survived the spring forward of 2022. I know the chaos that it brings into households, uh, and I feel for all of you with young children. uh, We have been there, and uh, it is not an easy day or week, but that's, that's neither here nor there. Today, normally, we, I like to preach about the gospel, but my attention was caught this week by another reading that we had, and we're going to focus in on the first reading that we have from Genesis, where we hear about Abram. And Abram's story starts off a few chapters ahead of this in chapter 12, when the Lord says to Abraham, Go to this place, and there I will make of you a great nation. I'll give you a land. Those who bless you will be blessed, and those who curse you will be cursed. And in this, you will be a light to the nations that shines forth who I am to this whole world. And that's... A pretty incredible thing. I mean, I think if God comes to us and asks us to do something, we would be pretty apt to go ahead and do that thing. But here Abraham decides, and it says that Abraham went. And that's a pretty incredible thing, because he was in a land where All of his retirement was, all of his family was there, everything that he knew that made him comfortable and safe, that all existed in this land of Ur. And yet God called him out of this land and he goes, he takes along Sarai with him, takes along his household and his nephew Lot, and they all travel along with him. Not with the GPS to guide them, but with this promise that God had given them, that God would see them through this time and space. And then we see Abraham move around in the next couple chapters, and we arrive here on chapter 15, where our lesson is today. And Abraham's not very happy. He's not very happy because this whole promise that had been given to him is not coming to fruition. 
Maybe the one that he had hoped for the most, the fact that he would have children. And so I think when we read this lesson, one of the first ways, one of the first things that I take away from this is that as we enter into relationship with God, God wants us to wholly enter into that and not hold things back. I know sometimes we have things going on in our lives that we're not sure if we can talk to God about or or how we frame it when we pray to God about it, that we kind of have to figure out the formula in order to get it right. And here, we see Abram enter into this relationship fully. He is not happy. And he says that. Listen, I expected you to do this, and now it's not happening, and we're getting older, and this slave, Eliezer of Damascus, is now my heir, but you had promised me all these people. God comes to Abram in this time and space. And God starts by bringing him outside and having this conversation outside. And he he says, do you see the multitude of stars? I really like that imagery. If you've ever been to a space, Maybe it's out in the desert or in the wilderness where you're really out there and there's no light pollution and you actually get to see the stars, like the whole Milky Way. It is amazing. I remember a time I was leading a youth mission trip in northern Idaho in the Silver Valley. And we were way up there and uh, at the end of the night in mission trips, You gather your chaperones together and you see how things went and you do some planning uh, for the next day and and you kind of organize things. And by that time, it usually ends up to be about 11, 11.30 and you have a 6 a.m. wake-up call. So you're hustling back to to get, get some snoozing done. But I walked out of that meeting and I looked up and it was amazing to see the multitude of stars that existed up there. It was almost indescribable. I remember standing there and just, it was one of those moments where you feel like you're in the presence of the divine as you look out. I was so excited about it. I actually went into the, into the dorm uh, where all the guys were staying and I woke them all up, made them all go outside. They were really excited about it too. <laughs> and we got to look at the stars together, but I imagined this story of Abraham being taken out into something that looks so infinite, even in the midst of his finite problems, and being promised that this is what your descendants would look like. Now, as as the story continues, it moves into a space where we have a tough time kind of grasping Because here we start to talk about covenants and covenant language and agreements. And while this isn't the first covenant that's made, the first one happens back in early in Genesis, as you might remember, the Noachic covenant. That's a whole lot of word uh, to put together. It's a fun trivia question if you ever have that. You You can stump all your friends at brunch today. What was the first covenant? The Noachic covenant. It's this covenant that you know of. Do you remember this story where God promises to Noah? And in doing so, God goes from a God that can do anything God wants to do, including flood the world and kill off everything but in an ark, to a God that can do anything God wants to do, but, and that might seem like a little move, but it's a giant one. As God transforms God's own ability, self-giving, loving of God's creation, God transforms for that relationship. 
God continues to do that transformation as we move into the story of Abraham. To the way in which God will function with God's people. We move into this time where God continues to make this promise. And and when we make an agreement, there's usually a mutuality that comes with that, right? Like, if I agree to pay the mortgage company money, they let me stay in my house. If I don't pay them money, someone will knock on the door and say, you need to leave the house, right? Or if I make an agreement that I will get the milk on the way home, and I get home, even though I love being at home, I turn around and you get in your blue Jeep and you go back to Kroger and you get the milk because the agreement was made, right? There's a mutuality that happens in the midst of these situations. And we love to enter into this and we know it. And this is the sort of transfer of understanding of agreement that we can have with God and our relationship with God. And yet the story that we hear early in Genesis is a story of a transformative one in terms of relationship with God and how we are. Abraham's asked to gather all these animals, a heifer, a ram, some goats, some birds, and he's asked to cut them into two pieces. And so you can imagine that that doesn't smell exactly the best, right, as Abraham's making his way through cutting all of these animals in two pieces He lays them to the side. This was part of a ritual that would be taken up by leaders. That when you and another leader were coming to a formal agreement about land or borders or things like this, that you would not only agree to it, but that you would walk together between these two pieces to form a covenantal relationship, saying... That if I break this relationship, if I break this promise that I'm making to you, so shall happen to me as what these animals look like. Essentially, you'll be cut into two, right? And so Abraham is at work making this sacrifice, and God is a little slow in this process, not showing up. So much that there are birds that are flying around saying, hey, if you're not going to eat that, I will eat that. Certainly, it's good enough for me. And Abraham's moving around trying to keep all these birds away, wondering if God's going to show up again. And then he falls into a deep sleep. He falls into a deep sleep, and we see this imagery of a smoking pot and a fiery torch. These images that will be picked up later in the wilderness. These images of God's presence with them. And what happens then is very interesting. God not only walks this path of covenant once with the smoking pots, but twice with a flaming torch. God makes a choice to enter into covenantal relationship, taking on all of the responsibilities if that relationship breaks, not only on God's part, but also on Abraham's part. Abraham's doing nothing. He's sleeping over on the sidelines. And yet God chooses to make a relationship, a covenant, a promise on that day. And it's that relationship that now has been formed. God continues to form relationships like that. God will go to the cross and empty God's self wholly and completely 
for us. God enters into that relationship when it comes to us coming to the font or to communion. When we think about God's relationship, we so desperately want to have a part in that. And yet God affirms to us that God promises all of God's riches with no expectation of us to do anything but to be God's people. God pours out onto us in in the blessing of baptism and in communion eternal life and forgiveness of sin. God continues to move in that relationship as we trust in God's promises and not our actions. As you go out on your week, wherever you find yourself in your relationship with God, but especially if you're struggling with that relationship, maybe you're wondering if you're not keeping the end of the bargain up. Maybe you've fallen short in your Lenten discipline around fasting of something or giving of alms or you're a few days behind on your devotional. Remember these promises that God gives to you and to me. God enters into this promise to show and shine God's love and mercy and grace. And so we don't need to feel the shame and the guilt that can come up with other relationships when we don't keep up our end of the bargain. But instead, we get to rest in God's grace each and every day. And for that, we give thanks to God. Amen.
Let us confess our faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life of the rest. Heavenly Father, you created the heavens and the earth and all that is seen and unseen. The things of this world can bring fear and anxiety. Strengthen us in our faith that we know the wonder that we see in your creation also brings life-giving rejuvenation of the spirit and renewal of life. We are grateful for the blessings of springtime and the miracle of your promises fulfilled through Christ Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Lord, we pray for blessings upon those who serve your church both near and far. Raise up all the vocation of teaching the gospel in schools and seminaries in your name. For all of the women, mothers, and female leadership in our lives, we give you thanks during Women's History Month. We pray for blessings upon humanitarian efforts provided around the globe as we reach out to all who suffer from hunger, thirst, and all who are desperate for shelter and the gracious act of human kindness. Lord, in your mercy. Loving God, guide our congregation and bless our pastors and all who serve our church here at Prince of Peace. As children of God, free us from bitterness, gossip, and all destructive behaviors in our daily lives and replace it with hearts of patience and understanding that bring goodness as we offer thanks and praise for our fellowship. May our offerings and efforts reflect your goodness in the world. Lord, in your mercy. God of peace, our hearts go out to people in places of danger, and we pray for peace in our world. Shelter your people where there is war. Soften the hearts and minds of those who maintain positions of authority and guide those who are desperately seeking help for their families during this turbulent and dark time. Guide our local and world leaders, legislators, and diplomats. Protect our servicemen and women around the globe. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful God, bring recovery and healing to those who are ill and suffering physically or emotionally. Where there is mourning, bring comfort. Where there is despair, bring hope. We pray especially for those we name before you, both silently and aloud. We pray today for the Sarah and Randy Harrison Mills family at the death of Randy's father, and also for the Dave Conley family at the death of Dave's father. Lord, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. We entrust ourselves and all our prayers to you through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. Let us share that peace with one another. Welcome to our service of worship today. A special welcome to those who are joining us online as well. We are glad that you're here. I want to remind you that the madness starts this Sunday night, right? Six o'clock tonight is when they will set the brackets for the NCAA men's tournament. You can go to our website and click on Hoops for Haiti. You click on that and you can create your own bracket or five or ten of them. Give $25 per bracket. You're going to win nothing, but all of your money is going to support the needs of the people of Haiti. You see how this is going to work? You can do one bracket, you can do 10, you can do one bracket, pay 25 and donate $200. However you would like to do it, and we're in competition with eight other Lutheran churches. 
Now, do you want us to come in last? I didn't think you did. So once they announce the brackets, I think it's like 6 o'clock tonight, something like that, they're announcing the brackets. Any time after that, you can go on, fill out your bracket, and support Hoops for Haiti. But just remember, the tournament, I think, starts Wednesday night, so you have to get it in before then. We will remind you uh, throughout the week in this effort. Also, during Lent, on uh, Wednesday nights, we gather in the Fellowship Hall. We're having soup at 6 o'clock, Bible study at 6.30, prayer around the cross at 7. So join us each and every Wednesday during Lent for Wednesdays in Lent in the Fellowship Hall. While you're there in the Fellowship Hall, there are several displays where we are collecting things. During the month of March, it is Undie Sundays. See how that works? All right, we're asking you to collect underwear for both the men's and women homeless shelters. New underwear, obviously. You can bring that and put that in the baskets that are there in the Fellowship Hall. Those baskets, we're collecting those things, are next to all the things we're collecting for the Afghan refugees. There's a lot we have to do there. And we, of course, are also donating money to help resettle refugees in the Ukraine, into Poland and other places. Lutheran World Relief is on the ground there. If you go to our website or look in our newsletters, you can see there's a link there to donate to LWR, Lutheran World Relief, uh, to help those efforts as well. So lots going on around the world. And in our own family, we are collecting, once again, care packages to our students who are away at school. Okay, you guys cover your ear right now. Go ahead, Minto girls. <laughs> they're at Ohio University, but obviously they're home for the weekend. But a couple times a year, we send them care packages to remind them of the place that they were shaped in form into the beautiful young girls they are. All of that happened right here. So we give them stuff like Rice Krispie treats and cookies and, you know, they don't need canned beans or anything like that. They need stuff you'd like in college, all right? So if you're able to help out with our College Connections program, a special gift for these two lovely ladies here, that displays also in the Fellowship Hall, along with a sign-up for our new Dinners for Eight. We're going to break out with that as well. So lots going on there. Check out those items there, also in your peace signs. Next week, we're receiving new members into our church family. If you'd like to join with us, call the office or talk to one of the pastors, and we'll get you set up for that as well. So a lot going on. That's always good. But we'll now continue our service with the offering.
Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior, Jesus Christ. You call your people to cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Paschal Feast, that renewed in the gift of baptism, we may come to the fullness of your grace. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and we join their unending hymn. Holy God, our living water and our merciful guide, together with rivers and seas, wells and springs, we bless and magnify you. You led your people Israel through the desert and provided them water from the rock. We praise you for Christ, our rock and our water, who joined us in our desert, pouring out his life for the world. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread. He gave thanks and he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup. He gave thanks, and he gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering, therefore, his life, death, and resurrection, we await your salvation for all this thirsty world. Pour out your spirit on this holy food and on all the baptized gathered for this feast. Wash away our sin that we may be revived for our journey by the love of Christ. Through him, all glory and honor is yours, almighty Father, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, both now and forever. Amen. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. You may be seated.
Blessed Jesus, in this rich meal of grace, you have fed us with your body, the bread of life. Now send us forth to bear your life-giving hope to a world in need. Amen. Peace. Jesus meets you on the way. Thanks be to God.